Welcome to the Perceptive Readers, everyone. Hi, I'm James Lynch. As you will remember, over the past few days, we've talked about what happened to the ball game. This is part three to that. We're going to continue along with our discussion that I started in Genesis chapter three, you see. And if you'll remember the illustration from the first part about Jack who had stopped uh, sharing <laughs> uh, the ball when he had dropped it because remember the game, the rules and the requirements was whoever dropped the ball first, what happened? Uh, they were just supposed to sit down and let everyone else continue to play uh, with the ball. And Jack, uh, when he dropped the ball, he ended up picking it back up, remember, and he held it together all tight and wasn't going to let nobody else, you know, play with the ball. And I asked you, why did he do that? You see, uh, what would you have done or said uh, since this actually happened? Well, this is how this all started. OK, the illustration that I gave you or that scenario. Well, let's continue along now with uh, Genesis chapter 3, because when we read verses 1 through 15, and we talked about prophecy, Adam and Eve, uh, the serpent that was, uh, you know, in the garden, and the things and statements that he said to manipulate and deceive Eve as to what God was really doing for them. And uh, the terrible state that they now were in because no longer were they walking around the garden with confidence and no fear at all, but now they were written with guilt and fear, you see. So uh, let's go and complete the rest of Genesis chapter three to see how the grand creator uh, the true God, whose name is Jehovah, because again, we'll be reading from the New World Translation Bible so that you can see his name, how he uh, dealt with them, how he resolved the situation, well, said he was going to resolve it. And what this is still going to show you as to why and how we even treat people at times and our different walks in life, you see. And I'll share more with you on that and just as a closing, okay? And so let's go ahead and read um, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verses 16 uh, through uh, 24. It says, To the woman he said, and this is Jehovah God talking, I will greatly increase the pain of your pregnancy. In pain, you will give birth to children and your longing will be for your husband and he will dominate you. And to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife's voice and ate from the tree concerning which I gave you this command, you must not eat from it Cursed is the ground on your account. In pain you will eat its produce all the days of your life. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, and you must eat the vegetation of the field. 
In the sweat of your face, you will eat bread until you return to the ground. For out of it, you were taken for dust you are and to dust you will return. Now, we're going to stop right there because as you can see, this was Jehovah's uh, punishment, you see. They brought it upon themselves, uh, did they not? Yet, this is something to really, really keep in mind. Because sometimes, you see, when persons read this account, it does not give them the full view still of the God of love, you see. And and in some cases, they may feel like, oh, why couldn't he just forgive them? Or, or you know, wasn't this just too much, you, you know, on them? But see, think about this. Have you ever heard somebody say, you just don't know what this person was doing for you all along. You just don't know how they were looking out for you, how they did good things for you, and, you know, other wonderful things that made your life better. Well, see, this is the same thing with Jehovah God. Remember, they were made perfect. Uh, they had everything everything they needed to be happy and to thoroughly enjoy life. And so really what the sentence was in all this, as you will see, Jehovah was relating the same way that, you know, Satan, what I told the serpent over there, that I'm not going to play with him no more. I'm not going to give him my light anymore. And this is the debase and sad state he's going to be in because I'm not going to deal with him anymore. You see, he sinned greatly and now caused you all to be in a dying state too. See, that that's actually murder, you see. He he basically led them to their own demise. So you saw the sentence of Satan where he was telling them, you know, it's going to be a rift, even enmity between us. And so <laughs> uh, we're not going to focus anymore on what he's done since then. But you can tell the messed up state of spiritual mind he is in now. You see, you can see the effects of it throughout the world. Well, the same thing with, you know, Eve and Adam here, we was talking about uh, the pain she would experience uh, through childbirth. You see, uh, you can observe how animals around the world today in general, just <laughs> they'd be walking around sometimes while they, why they haven't, you know, their kid or goat or what have you. And so you can just tell that they're not um in extreme pain when they're having um a birthing uh their offspring or what have you. But what God was still showing uh with Adam and Eve from that point that they had ended up, you know, disobeying them, see, that caused a rift. Uh, spiritually speaking and see, and this riff is not just, you know, a conscious thing of, uh, they did bad or what have you, but there are unseen ties, <laughs> spiritually speaking, that were actually broken. And those same ties, those same connections are what makes life enjoyable for us 
and in not only in the mental and spiritual state, but even in the physical state. See, there really is a rift that has happened with us being in our imperfect state. And along with that, just because we don't have that natural connection, if I can use that term, that natural spiritual connection with God, we feel it in physical ways. That's why we grow old and die. Uh, that's why we have difficulties getting along with one another. Where on one hand, we're saying, hey, this is the way I feel, I'm feeling, but why are we always butting heads this way or that way? These are, as you heard me say in the last podcast, the results of, remember when I said things that happen in the spiritual realm, we do feel the results of it even uh, directly, even though we don't realize, okay, I'm not seeing what's going on, but you can certainly feel, you know, with your body, your mind, your spirit and stuff, something is missing, you see. And so with that, these are the physical results. You know, he told Adam what would happen now when he tries to plant anything. You see, the ground now was <laughs> not going to respond to him like it was, you know, uh, before. And um, he basically was now reaping. You see, it's almost like. You know, we say, hey, you got to water your plant. You got to water your rose. You got to give it plenty of love and things of that nature and it will grow. So it's like since Adam now has disobeyed God, it was like, no, he was not watering his plant, his rose or what have you anymore. And so things were now going to be dying. And, you know, I keep using the term spiritually speaking to go to show that if there's a rift with us and God, then, you know, things are just not going to prosper. They're going to eventually, you know, just go downhill. But I want to really emphasize that it doesn't mean just because a person is poor, you see, that they don't have a good relationship with God, you know, in these days. We're just still in this point of what happened in the Garden of Eden and how by Adam and Eve disobeying God, that rift now, that barrier also that came between them and God had broke that connection that they had with them, you see. And, and yet, look what God did after he pronounced the sentence. He still said in verse 20, this is what he was going to do for them. After this, Adam named his wife Eve because she was to become the mother of everyone living. And Jehovah God made long garments from skins for Adam and for his wife to clothe them. Jehovah God then said, Here the man has become like one of us in knowing good and bad. Now in order that he may not put his hand out and take fruit also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. With that, Jehovah God expelled him from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he had been taken. So he drove the man out and he posted at the east of the Garden of Eden the cherubs and the flaming blade of his sword that was turning continuously to guard the way 
to the tree of life. See, by him expelling Adam and Eve out of the garden of Eden and placing those cherubs in front of Eden, you know what he was telling them? He was telling them, I'm not going to forgive you. You see, you have gone against my righteous loving standard and there's no hope, you know, uh, for you to ever be raised up from the dead or anything. Now, it's important that many persons who, who always say, you know, um, but God is love. God is love. See, this account goes to show God is love, you see. He, he truly is, but it also goes to show God will not withhold justice, you see. And, um, and what really needs to be done forever, even in his great patience that he's having with mankind today. Why is he having such patience with us? Because one, remember, we were already born in this imperfect state, this flawed state, if you will, of always missing the mark where we just can't <laughs> do right spiritually no matter what. And what I mean by that is uh, there's a lot of things that are entailed in holiness. And and, and like I said, <laughs> the scriptures even said every man falls short, you know, um, of the glory of God, which we know. Uh, we don't get down because we just know that, hey, um, we have, you see, it's like I'm getting into now what Jesus has done for us, you see. But all the same, in the Garden of Eden, he had let Adam and Eve know, especially by expelling them from their garden, that, you know, I got to get you out of here. You know, um, I'm not going to allow you to eat from that tree of life in order to think that, hey, <laughs> you know, I've forgiven you and that you can live forever. No, you have to go, you see. And But what I'm doing at that is he still gave them what? Garments. He still made sure, you know, uh, clothing. He still made sure that even though they were going to have hardship, you know, I'll make you able to, you know, still be able to eat, you see, um, and other things so that they didn't die that day, you know, within a 24 hours period of time. But before, you know, a thousand years, you know, uh, they were gone, you see. Um, and remember, since they were closer to perfection, their bodies, you see, were in such uh, good tip-top shape. Uh, then that's why they were able to live as long as they did. But all the same, um, they eventually died. And no, uh, we won't see them again. They will not uh, be raised up uh, from the dead. So this is something to uh, keep in mind as to... As many of you know, we're living by grace now. Yes, see, we are. But did you know, even as an imperfect human, if you straight up outright rebel against God, I mean, purposely rebelling against God, you know, I just think about that information 
uh, that I heard uh, of what certain persons were doing with his word, uh, uh, the Bible, you know, you got to think about it. Persons who would do that, what are they doing? What side of the issue or seed are they making themselves up? Are they showing they still eventually want to be in a peaceful world? You see, where people can get along and know how to talk out their differences and be part of that seed of God, if you will. Or by the way that they're outright destroying property, tearing up God's book, his words, which there are warnings about right in there about how God feels about persons like that. Because he said, don't you take away any of my words. And so. I mean, what could be even more worse than is one thing to, to uh, try to mislead somebody with the good book by misquoting the scripture on purpose or whatever. It's another thing to straight up just burn the scripture so that they can't even see it for themselves. So it is a very, very serious thing if this is the life course that some persons have chosen to take upon themselves. See, they're, whether they realize it or not, and hopefully this will be a wake-up call, but they're going along the same lines of what was going on in the Garden of Eden, saying, no, we don't, uh, in this case, respect God. Uh, that enmity that God said that Satan's seed, the serpent, will have with his seed, it is so evident by when persons do that to his word, the Bible, uh, um, you know, the good book, as I call it. And so with that thought as well, why would you want, you know, to have somebody like that who then you would say, hey, this person is, you know, is representing me, uh, our leader, you see, or what have you. I tell you today, a person like that that shows that level of, you know, uh, of disrespect, you just don't know what that person might do, you see? So that's why you want to always, as you can see, learn from um, this account too on how God treated um, Adam and Eve. If you notice, even though the sentence was all over the set saying, well, you know, <laughs> you can just grow old and die or what have you. Look, here is some clothing. Hey, you're going to be working hard, but... Still, you'll be able to eat and things of that nature. And so I wanted to share with you, this is one reason why we try to be as humane with one another too, you know, with the, not only with the animals, uh, but also with each other. Uh, you've heard me mention in business at times or what have you, that yes, uh, before I really started uh uh, trying to really listen and apply the good book as much as uh, as much as I try, you see. There are some things business-wise I I just wouldn't have let go as you know I put it this way I would have let go quicker than than what I still even do today, um, even when you have a, a bad experience. Uh, you know, in professionalism or business today, 
you know, can can you just always sometimes just lead the situation with about, you know, uh, things may didn't work out, you know, for us or what have you. But here, this is something to show you that, hey, 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 I still hope things end up working out even for you in the future. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's a lot of things that happen afterwards, after the account in the Garden of Eden, that goes to show that Jehovah God is showing us. I know what state all of man and womankind is in. This is why I'm being as merciful and patient with all of you. So that you can at least see, you know, what happened, what I'm still doing that you may not even realize. Because remember, don't you think Adam and Eve realized just how much Jehovah was getting, you know, had given them after they disobeyed him? I, I'm sure you know that he, they did. And so what God is doing you know, doing in these days that we live in. People sometimes talk about <coughs> the great awakening for different reasons. Well, part of that great awakening is awakening to just how much Jehovah God and Jesus has really, really done for mankind through the centuries, even through all this uh, messed up stuff going on and 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 even what's happening uh, uh, today, you see. And and so that's why I just want to let you know, like in Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse 15, uh, that prophecy, I ended up explaining to you what it meant. But the reason why I knew what it meant is because by reading through the whole Bible several times, you end up seeing where this prophecy was actually referenced. Uh who was the serpent, you see, what the seed is and things of that nature. It just, it takes, you know, reading the whole Bible to say, oh yeah, I remember I read this and then, okay, and this is where this connection is. And, and so make no mistake about it. <coughs> um, what you need is in there. It's just that it's a big book, as you know, and it takes time. It, it takes time. But while you're learning about history, see, which is important, you're also gaining encouragement from these different accounts that have happened in people's lives as well. Remember, just because you even read about an injustice that happens in the Bible, it doesn't mean that God agreed with that injustice. He just still had it recorded to let you know, see, this situation you're in right now, it happened right here. <laughs> it certainly did. Now, look how this person was able to resolve it, uh, who was listening, you see, and was applying thinking ability. And then look over here in this other area where this person who wasn't thinking or using thinking ability to get themselves out of it. And look what the result was for them. So anyway, uh, thank you for being here. And uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful day. And so uh, I may in, a, in another day or so uh, uh, conclude to see what 
you think about Jack still on <laughs> what happened to the ball game, you see. Okay, take care.